0: Welcome to Previously On, a podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. Game of Thrones, Season 3, Episode 5, Kissed by Fire. We pick things up in the hideout of the Brothers Without Banners, where the Hound prepares to face Beric Dondarrion in a trial by combat. Thoros, a fellow member of the Brotherhood and also a Red Priest, following the same religion as Stannis' witch Melisandre, leads a prayer to the Lord of Light as Beric ignites his sword in flame, which not only momentarily scares the Hound, but also looks a little bit brilliant. During the trial, the Hound kills Beric. Thoros runs to his leader and prays over the body. Arya grabs a dagger and tries to kill the Hound herself, but is dragged away. The Hound's victory, however, is short-lived. When he hears the voice of Beric... And sees his opponent is not only still alive, but seemingly unhurt. Having triumphed in the trial by combat, the hound is released by the Brotherhood. We head north where the warg Oral knows that there are knights' watch patrols along the wall, having seen them through the eyes of his eagle. John is questioned about the men still standing guard and lies that there are a thousand waiting for them at Castle Black. Egret steals John's sword and runs into a cave. When John chases her inside, she takes off all her clothes and asks John to break his vow of celibacy to prove he's no longer a part of the Night's Watch. The pair have sex and John has lost his virginity to a wildling in a cave beyond the wall. I bet he didn't see that coming. Locke and his party arrive at Hall and deliver Jamie and Brienne to Roose Bolton. Upon hearing that Cersei is still alive following the attack on King's Landing, Jamie collapses. He's taken to see Kyburn, who treats his badly infected stump. Tyburn tells Jamie he was thrown out of the Order of Maesters for carrying out experiments the Order considered a little too bold. That's one way of putting it. In King's Landing, Cersei asks Littlefinger to spy on the Tyrells, who she fears are up to no good. He agrees, but is given a warning that he had better produce results. Back with the Brotherhood, Gendry breaks the news to Arya that she will go alone from here, as he's decided to stay in Smith for the group. Around the campfire that evening, Beric tells Arya that the Hound did indeed kill him and Thoros adds that that now makes six times Beric has died and the Lord of Light has brought him back. In River Run, there is a bloodshed. Rickard Carstark and his men kill the Lannister boys. A furious Rob throws Rickard into the dungeon and orders the men who assisted in the murder hanged. Rob is encouraged to keep Rickard alive as a prisoner but refuses and beheads the Lord himself. Davos, imprisoned as a traitor in the Dragonstone dungeons, is paid a sneaky visit by Shireen, the daughter of Stannis, who has greyscale scarring on the left side of her face. Greyscale is a disease that makes human skin become like stone. Having brought Davos a book and him admitting to her that he can't read, Shireen begins to teach him. In a slightly awkward encounter in the baths of Harrenhal, Jamie opens up to Brienne about why he killed the Mad King. He explains the King had caches of wildfire hidden throughout King's Landing that would have killed thousands if ignited. And when the Lannister army sacked the city, he killed the Mad King and his Pyromancer, who's an alchemist capable of creating wildfire, to save those lives. In Slaver's Bay, Daenerys asks her unsullied army to select a leader, and a soldier named Grey Worm is chosen. She tells the army they're now free to choose their own names, but Grey Worm chooses to keep his, as since his liberation he considers it lucky. The fact it sounds pretty cool is simply an added bonus. Times are tough in River Run for Rob. The Karstark men have left him following the death of their leader and a new strategy is needed. He plans to attack Casterly Rock, home of the Lannisters, but will first forge an alliance with Walder Frey, whose daughter he was supposed to marry to replace the deserted soldiers. Down south, Loras sleeps with his new squire and unwittingly divulges information that he's engaged to be married. The squire, who's actually one of Littlefinger's spies, passes on the information to Littlefinger so he can deliver on his mission for Cersei. Tywin later tells Tyrion, in the presence of Cersei, that he is to marry Sansa before she can be wed to Loras. Cersei's obvious pleasure at this is short-lived, as Tywin then announces she will marry Loras. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at PreviousPodcast or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk. Previously On is presented by Jamie East and is a Daft Doris production.